listening to Surviving the Golden Age, the podcast. I am your host, as always, Adam Tursiak Morgan. And in this episode, we have an interview. Uh, we are talking to Anna Werniker of That Dog. That Dog uh, recently released the 25th anniversary edition of their self-titled debut album. And uh, they also played the album front to back at The Smell in L.A. So we talked to her a little bit about the anniversary, talked about future That Dog plans. Um, It was a really uh, good and fun interview. I think you guys will like it. Uh, Before we get to that, though, I do want to mention the elephant in the room. In December, I said, make sure you subscribe to the podcast because we have a lot of great and big things coming. And then this is the first episode since then. A lot has happened in those couple of months. The main culprit here is that the laptop in which I do all of my podcast recording died. So that sucked. I will also mention, just because you'll hear about it in the beginning of the interview, I am a very new cat owner. Uh, This little cat is about eight weeks old now, and I've had her since she was about two weeks old. Uh, She's a lovely cat, but she meows like all cats. So when I went to start doing this recording, she was doing a lot of meowing. Uh, Luckily, she stayed fairly quiet for the interview, but if you hear any spare meows in the background, you at least know what it is. All right, without further ado, let's get on to the interview with Anna Werniker of That Dog. I'm going to warn you before the interview begins, I'm a fairly new cat owner, and I've locked my cat out of the room, but if you hear a lot of meowing in the background, that's what's going on. (laughs) Okay. Um, That's fine. So this year marks the 25th anniversary of your self-titled debut. Um, Yeah. How do you think the album holds up? Um, it's very interesting going back to it after all this time. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's a bit of a time capsule in some ways, and then in other ways, it's totally not. It could be someone right now. Um, I think that without knowing it, we, we were, you know, far beyond what we thought we were in terms of, like, skill and talent. We had no idea what we were doing and just flying by the seat of our pants. So to go back to it now and go, oh, my God, we were just, like, teenagers, and this is just what was coming out of us was pretty... I, I'm, I was actually kind of humbled by it. I thought it was cool. Mm. What do you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually agree with you. I think that um, some of it is very, like grunge and so you're kind of like okay this sounds like it could be totally from from the 90s but then other um other songs on the album uh remind me of like a lot of the stuff that's going on now like even like uh, a band like speedy ortiz or something like that Um, yeah i like i heard i forget what song i was listening to specifically um 
maybe punk punk couple or punk rock girl. I'm sorry. Oh, grunge punk, couple. Grunge couple and, and punk, punk rock girl. Yeah, I think it was punk rock and girl. Punk rock girl I, yeah. uh, I was listening to it and I was like, yeah, that I never really realized what an influence you must be on Speedy Ortiz, but this sounds a lot like stuff that she writes. So, um, yeah, apparently she's a big fan. So, um, I've never met her or talked to her, but it seems that I think, I think that she is. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is cool. Um, so I, I know that the album was recorded kind of in two different sessions. Is that right? Um, God. Yeah, I think so. Well, we had done a double seven inch. That was our first recording. Um, and we used some of those tracks on the album. So there were there were several recording sessions, probably like three or four. And so what were those like for you? And as you said, you know, we were just teenagers. So what was it like, like recording an album, quote unquote? It was, um, well, we had a lot of fun. Um, and it was also very nerve-wracking because, uh, you know, Tony, our drummer, has is a, a couple of years older and has had a lot more experience than we have music-wise. He plays guitar, he plays bass, he plays, you know, that dog was his first um, drumming experience. But, like, you know, he totally knows how to do stuff. And we were all just figuring it out as we went. And so it was stressful in that way, but then it was also really fun and kind of magical. And I know that uh, the reissue you just put out um, includes four bonus tracks. Can you just give me a little bit of history about them? Sure. Um, you know, a lot of that early, early That Dog was spent in my bedroom. I would write a song, I would four track it. And then I would bring it over to Rachel's bedroom and then we would sit with it and um, just, you know, kind of flush it out and people, you know, would walk past and say, what are you doing? And come in and play with us. And so, um, it was very intimate. Hmm. And then I just got a text that pulled my attention away for one second and now I'm back and I can't remember what the question was. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> I apologize. I'm waiting for some work-related information, so I, I had to look at it. But go ahead. So wait, what, what am I answering? You're answering we, about the bonus, the four bonus tracks. The songs, the, the bonus tracks. Okay. So oftentimes, you know, there were like our main songs, but then we would get together once or twice a week, every week, and just come up with whatever. I was really prolific, and so I was constantly writing songs. And Rachel had some, she wasn't as prolific of a songwriter, but she did have a lot of poetry that she'd written. And so she would say, like, will you, if I give you this poem, will you turn it into a song? And so a couple of um, Untitled and I Invented Ahead, I think, are, are a product of that collaboration, where she gave me a piece of paper, I took it home and wrote the song and some parts and then went back and we fleshed it out. Um, and that's, you know what, and the same thing with Buy Me Flowers. That was, those were, that, those songs really encapsulate how, you know, 
who and how we were during that very beginning of the band. Um, and Grunge Couple was more of just like kind of like a sassy, um, you know, fun thing that I think I came up with once we started playing live a little bit. And it seemed like a lot of, it was funny. So, you know, I was always poking fun at um, trends. Yeah. Um, so when you, uh, how did the idea for reissuing the album come up? Um, it came up because um, we, I think someone wanted to do it. Someone wrote an article about how it was the 25th anniversary of the album coming up, and I had no idea. And then I thought, well, we should do a show. And then, you know, for us to do a show, it's very difficult schedule-wise between me and um, Tony. So it, when he was like, actually, I can, then we decided we'd do that. And then, you know, meeting with um, the label about the new album, it, and then we told them about the show, they thought, well, let's reissue it because part of the plan for us going where we went was, you know, they already owned our back catalog. So, you know, we would make it like a, Hold that dog experience with them. Hmm. Cool. The new album and then the older ones reissuing. Um, as far as the show goes, um, did you have any trouble like relearning any of the songs? Um, I'm thinking about that. Grunge couple. Um, I always. We've barely ever played that since back in the day. And um, I used to have nightmares that I would not remember how to play it <laughs> because it's not a song. It's not like these are the chords. Like there's not a, there isn't a chord. So like it's just weird and noisy and arty. And it was the first time we went back to play it, like we were going to listen to it. And then we were like, no, let's just see what happens. And the weirdest thing was that all the muscle memory came back and I, totally played the song. Um, that one was my biggest fear, and it's actually easier than I thought. Um, other than that, no, it wasn't hard to relearn these songs because they were the first songs we'd ever played and learned and that I'd written, and so we, we know them so deeply. Relearning Retreat from the Sun was way harder. Interesting. Um, when you uh, when you re uh, reissued the album, did you like re-listen to it and everything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because we had the show coming up, I I think I had a long drive from one side of town to the other one day, and I just put it on. Did you like? Um, um, did you notice anything new as you re-listened? Yeah, it was very ahead of its time, and it would. It's very much more sophisticated than I remember. Um, you know, I didn't even know how to play. I barely could play guitar. And I didn't even think I was a singer or a songwriter. Like, it, there was just, we were just doing something. We didn't really understand it yet. So going back and listening, I mean, a lot of the lyrics either made me laugh, some of them made me cry. And it was really sweet to revisit 
that a lot of, some of the relationships that I talked about on that album I still have. And so, you know, it's 25 years later and I'm thinking about, you know, the children involved now and, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was, very, it was sentimental. Um, now, I know you actually just mentioned a new album. Um, it's something that I think you've kind of hinted at it in interviews before, but never really had concrete plans maybe, but do you, uh, do you know, like in general when it's coming out or anything I like that? I do now. Oh. I do now. I don't think I'm allowed to announce it just yet, but it will be this year. Oh, that's awesome. And I, I didn't know for a really long time and it's been hard because, you know, this thing has been lingering. This thing, the album has been lingering, and I think, you know, I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to frustrate anybody, you know, uh, you know, fan-wise. So I think it's been, you know, I've felt kind of guilty, but it will be this year. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, um, I was, like, reading a couple of past interviews, and I think the first time it got mentioned maybe was in, like, 2016, 20, yeah. maybe even earlier. So has the album been recorded? Yeah. Has the album been recorded for a long time, or is it just... Like now getting the finishing touches. We did it in batches. Mm -hmm. Tony lives in New York and, um, you know, he has kids. I have a son. It's, it's not, you know, if he lived here, it'd be a little easier, but it's still very hard for us, you know, find the time to really get together like a concentrated amount of time beyond, you know, a couple hours. Mm -hmm. So we did it in batches where I would write something and then Rachel and I would sit with it like we used to when we were like kids and then send it to Tony and he'd come to town and like we would record at night, uh, you know, like when he wasn't here for work. I mean, when he was here for work, we'd record after he was working and we'd usually do it in like three song increments and it would be like every six months. Mm. So, it took a while, but it gave us time to really kind of finesse things, which was fun because we've never had that luxury before. I have a studio and I'm an engineer, and so it was a lot. It was super easy for us to really just sit with stuff. Um, and then we we did a Kickstarter campaign to kind of give it a, a final push, and that was amazing because we got to hire an orchestra for uh, one of the songs. And, um, but then it took a very long time after that to finish. Everyone's schedules got very hectic and yeah, that, that was, that was tough. So, but I believe it's all going to work out. (laughs) So because, um, you and Tony both live on opposite sides of the country, does that make touring like an impossibility or might there be a tour? Um, we're going to do dates for sure. Um, they probably won't all be at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to hop in a van or anything like that and be gone for a month. But, um, but you know, the goal is to reach all the markets where our fans are and, and play in those places. And if not exactly there, then nearby. Awesome. I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, and then I just, I wanted one more question and it's about, 
a kind of the early to mid nineties in Los Angeles, there's sort of a, a big mythos about it, especially because, you know, members of that dog, you know, ended up playing on Beck records, ended up, you know, being on Weezer records. Um, and I'm just wondering like, so what was that like to be, you know, part of that scene? Um, it's interesting because when we just played these shows that we did, um, we chose a venue that was much like our hub in LA at that time, which was, you know, like basically Raji's and Jabberjaw, which were, you know, no air conditioning, punk rock, grassroots clubs. And so it really reminded me of the camaraderie that we had. And it was kind of like when you go off, I didn't go off to college, but it reminds me of that experience that you go off to college and you make all these friends and you do all these cool things and then you grow up. And I think it was kind of like that. You know, we were recording in the same studios and dealing with the same business people and playing all these weird venues and doing stuff together. I mean, it was very sweet and very fun. Um, and, you know, vaguely challenging, but ultimately it was, it was mostly just fun and interesting. We did more collaborating with Beck, um, and we recorded more with him. But we played a lot of shows with Weezer also, um, and we're very close with them. Thank you so much for doing this. Well, good luck. Sure, good luck with your cat. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you didn't make an appearance, so that's great. <laughs> Thank you again to Anna Werniker for joining us. I'll be keeping my fingers crossed that that dog hits up Atlanta when they do finally announce dates. And I'm excited to hear the new album, see what they sound like in um, context of 2019. For now, you can subscribe to Surviving the Golden Age on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen to us on Spotify. And uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled because I am going to try to make sure we do uh, more of these shows, not just every seven months or so. So until next time, thank you for listening.